My name is Chipper Bro, and I'm so stoked to share my stories of all my friends from around the world. In this next episode, I'm going to share my stories of my trip to China with my best friends from the Bud Light Frisbee team. It was one of the most amazing trips that I've ever been on. I was fortunate to play with the best players in the world. I got to be on a team that became the most successful frisbee freestyle team in the history of the sport. We had a lucrative sponsorship, Anheuser-Busch. Like I said in another episode, it's so rad. So I throw to him, he throws to me, you're going to pay us, and we get to drink all the beer we want. Well, that ended up traveling the world in first class and limousines and fat hotel suites. And these episodes, I'm going to be sharing a lot of these stories. And they're so interesting. And of course, uh, what was it like to be on the road on that pro Frisbee team? But in those future episodes, I want to have Crazy John, my partner, and Joey Hudoklin, my partner, best player in the world. They're my best friends today, but I'll have them on the show so we can all weave in our stories together. All of us were there, but all of us have different versions of what really happened, so it should be really fun. But today, I want to share a small piece of the story of us when we got to go to China. Yep, we got invited to go to China with Jan and Dean. Jan and Dean were the iconic surf band that performed the first American rock and roll tour in China's history. A lot of stuff happened in that three-week tour, let me tell you. And this little story is just a piece of it. We first met Jan and Dean in 1983 at spring break at a concert in Fort Walton Beach, Florida. They had flown us in there and it was so fun to arrive at these spring breaks and put us in these awesome condos or hotels, everything first class. And they'd say, okay guys, head on down to the beach and play frisbee all day. And so, not only that, but they wanted us to open up for the bands that were the headliners of these big spring break concerts like Cheap Trick, Molly Hatchet, Toto, Jan and Dean, Stevie Ray Vaughan, and Hanging with Bonnie Raitt in Mississippi. And I got to open up for Carlos Santana in Tijuana in the bullring right off the coast. These stories are just magnificent. Again, the world champion... Bud Light Frisbee team. My best friends consisted of Crazy John from Kansas City. If you hang out with him for more than like two seconds, you're going to know why he's called Crazy John. And Joey Hudoklin from New York City, who we call the Oracle, who is the best Frisbee player in the world. For example, if you hang and play Frisbee with him for over two hours, he'll do freestyle tricks and you'll never see the same move. And I was from Santa Barbara. Well, we just got off a spring and summer tour, and we're going to take the winter off and surf and jam in beautiful Santa Barbara, California, where we especially love to play at a place called Palm Park. We play Frisbee where this beautiful south wind off the off the water would come and hit the grass, giving it this beautiful south light wind that blew perfectly and set a stage for playing world-class Frisbee freestyle. Players came from all over the world, especially in wintertime, and would just 
flock down there and everybody just jamming. Again, it was late fall 1986 and Joey and I had gone over to Crazy John's house and we were hanging out drinking Budweiser 40 ounces, smoking fresh green bud and all of a sudden the phone rang and Crazy goes over and picks it up and I could hear him in the background talking going, yeah, oh really? Oh no kidding. Oh no shit, huh? Okay, okay. Sounds good, we're in. And he turned to us and he goes, boys, we're going to China with Jan and Dean. I was like, going to China? How cool is that? Is that where Shangri-La is? I didn't know much about any of that. Well, we were under some deadlines, like we were leaving in like 12 days. And so we had to go get our passports. And for us to like move that fast and do something like had to do with putting our senses together like a passport, especially having to drive all the way down uh, to Los Angeles to the passport agency uh, that's down on Wilshire Boulevard. So we had to find a ride down there. I think I drove my truck back then that I got from Kate, my old girlfriend back then. But Joey and Crazy and I were looking uh, where to go, and we found the booth where this teller was and it was a small window with a lady on the other side with seemingly kind of judgmental eyes as we approached us kind of nervous like shit I wonder if she can smell the weed and stuff so she turned to us and says with a stern voice can I help you and crazy kicked in saying yes please we need three passports today ma'am with a serious face he had and the lady just laughed and she said, guys, it takes two to three weeks. Huh? We said, and we all just kind of froze there. And I mean, we needed them that day because again, we're leaving in like 12 days to China. So all of a sudden crazy reaches over and he grabs a pro model Frisbee out of his bag and throws his body into the teller window. And just his feet are sticking out like toward us. I'm like, oh my God, dude, what are you doing? And he explains to this lady that we are the world Frisbee champions and we're going to China to attend the first American rock and roll tour with Jan and Dean. And she kind of smiled and he handed her the signed Frisbee and he says, please, ma'am. And she paused for a second and Crazy's legs are kind of dancing and Joey and I are looking at each other, just shaking our heads. And she waited about 10 seconds and she goes, okay, boys, be back here at four o'clock and I'll have them ready. I am so proud to say that this entire podcast, Stories from the Trailer, is presented to you by my dear friends at Allagash Brewing Company of Portland, Maine. When you enjoy a Allagash product, you are not only enjoying some of the best quality award-winning beer in the world, but you're also drinking a company that uses their business as a force for good. Learn more at AllagashBrewingCompany.com. Oh my gosh, we couldn't believe it. So as the days passed, we were off to the airport destination, Communist China. So we had our first layover in Japan before going into Beijing, China. Of course, you guys, what do we do? We go to the bar, we're having some fun, sitting in Japan and the airport. And uh, I'm kind of so lame and so lucky for so many reasons. But here's another typical example. So we're at the airport headed to our gates to board to China. When over the airport speakers, I hear my name, Scott Bell. I stop, and now I can only hear Japanese in the same tone. 
And then out blurts my name again, Scott Bell. And then one more time, it was like, Scott Bell. I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm like, what the? And then this interpreter from our group comes running over to me. And she says, you've been asked to go to the customer service counter, Scott. I'm like, huh? And then I go up to the counter and the man looks at me and he smiles and he hands me my passport. I freaking dropped my passport in the airport somewhere, probably at the bar, where I was thinking I was still on some spring break. I didn't even know I dropped it. And here I'm heading straight into communist China. I got on the plane, thank goodness. We landed in Beijing, December 1986. The tour was dubbed the Friendship Tour. And this whole thing was spearheaded by Jan's old friend and music collaborator, uh, who I got to know, Don Atfeld, who co-wrote one of the hit songs, Little Old Lady from Pasadena. That sold thousands and thousands of records. Now, it was Don's idea was to take the band to China and become the first American rock and roll act to tour China. Shows in Beijing, Shanghai, Ganzhou, Six shows total, and about 18,000 attendees were per venue. Again, so many of the attendees, it was the first time they'd ever been to a rock show. The event was organized as part of this cultural exchange program, along with the Shanghai Municipal Bureau of Culture, and they co-opt with the Shanghai Cultural Exchange Agency, creating what they dubbed the China Amusement and Leisure Friendship Tour. And it got sponsored by United Airlines, and I just was shocked to see how much cargo they were taking and how much logistics it took to get all this gear on these airplanes and then into Beijing. And this uh, director of this whole thing was the, one of the coolest guys, Humberto Rivera, and another guy, Philip Marcus. They were such great guys and great leaders. There's about a whole bunch of us in the group. And Terry Woodruff was uh, one of the guys working so hard we got to meet. And all these road managers out there and the guy running the show of logistics, Charlie McKay, uh, and Crazy John, our partner, he got involved with everything, got involved with the band. The band was billed the West End Boys. You know, there's Jan and Dean, and then it included Randell Kirsch. He was lead guitar, and Mark Ward was a rhythm guitar, super cool. Uh, Robbie Scharf was bass player, Gary Griffin and keyboards, and Johnny Cousel, uh he played drums, and Johnny Cousel is the original Cousels from the 1960s, uh, the Cousel family. Uh, there was music mixers and sound mixers and sound engineers and lighting people. Our uh, interpreter who translated with us was Huyung Ching Meng. And Jan's assistant was Kathy Coates. I mentioned that because she comes in later into the story. But we arrived in China, and I was in complete culture shock. Uh, I mean, in fact, China in general at the time was experiencing this growing pains of rapid economic and Western influence in the 80s and going into the 90s. And the agony of these changing values was just weighing in on people, like especially students. As we later came to realize, uh, like I said, I thought I was going to Shangri-La, so everything seemed to be happy and groovy and, and awesome. But boy, the story changed as we went on and on. And uh, 
We had finally made it to our hotel where we had got to sleep. And then the next day, we were off for our first arena. We were in Beijing. And we all had to be at rehearsals and practice and stage setups and all under time restraints as making this show possible to make this huge night of the first American rock show tour going on. There was other rock shows, by the way, folks. I don't want to confuse. Wham! went there uh, before Jan and Dean, and the Carpenters were also there to do a show, but this was dubbed the first American rock and roll tour. The first show in Beijing was just fantastic. Everyone performed so well, and we were well received by the audience, and interesting feedback from the Uh, Chinese government and some other officials but as the tour went on I got to be more and more friends with Jan and we befriended each other and it was really cool because I got to go out and help him buy some furniture for his house and we got to go to the hotel at night and drink some beers together and he was telling me about songwriting and I started writing a song with him called China Lights and this one night we were heading off to dinner and there was a big dinner hall and we were in Shanghai and we all sat down for dinner and we were looking at the menus and I was just kind of hanging out thinking to myself about you know what was next and just kind of later thinking to myself whatever. And I started humming an old Neil Young song called Two Nights the Night. And I was singing all to myself when Jan grabbed my arm with a mighty squeeze. And after a few seconds, he paused and he looked at me and he goes, Chipper, sing that song again. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, dude, I don't know how to sing. And, uh, Uh, well, okay, I'm going to sing it, okay? So I'm singing this song by Neil Young called Two Nights the Night. And I start in again. I'm all, Two nights the night. Two nights the night. Two nights the night. And he squeezes my arm even harder. And he's all, Chipper, Chipper, that song's about my brother. Bruce Berry, and he died of an overdose of heroin and cocaine, and it was Neil Young's roadie, and Neil Young made a tribute to my brother, and I forgot the words to the song, so will you write them down for me? And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so gnarly, and it's a very famous song, uh, Two Nights the Night, y'all gotta hear it. But there's much more to the China stories for sure, and the lies and the deceit that happened, and the beautiful great parts too, where I'm meeting street people and they're making me this art that I'm translating to ask them to write it into May Peace Prevail on Earth. I've got photographs I'll show on my website, and so many great stories of Crazy John walking out onto window ledges at 33 stories high, and how Mickey Mouse became the hero and smoking a joint in one of the rooms that finally came true and skateboarding the Great Wall of China. Thanks so much for tuning in to Stories from the Trailer with your host, Chipper Bro.